Welcome to Burning Questions podcast, episode number 10. I am your host, Regina DiPerna, and today on our show, we have comedian Charles McBee. Uh, And I cannot tell you uh, what a fun interview this was to record uh, and to edit, and I'm really excited to bring it to you. Um, I thought Charles brought a lot of energy and obviously a ton of humor uh, and uh, just a ton of heart to this episode uh, and these questions. Uh, So getting to know him uh, and where he came from is really fascinating and uh, getting his take on the advice to give to our listeners was, I think, really valuable. Uh, So yeah, uh, he's hilarious. I encourage you to look him up on YouTube and social media. I think you'll, you'll really like this episode. So before we get into all of that, uh, I should mention that this is actually the first of two consecutive episodes featuring stand-up comedians. Uh, So our next episode, uh, which will drop on October 19th on Wednesday, uh, features stand-up comedian Tenille Jokum. Uh, So I'm really excited about that episode as well. Uh, We just recorded yesterday, actually, uh, so I still have a ton of editing to do. uh, But he was just awesome uh, and brought a really unique perspective to the show. uh, So you can look forward to that as well. I know this is a small milestone, uh, but... Uh, and I, I hope that there will be a lot of more milestones to, to go. Uh, but I really am pretty thrilled uh, that I made it to 10 episodes. And uh, I could not have done it without listeners like you. So, yeah, th- I mean, I have been wanting to start this podcast for a long time. Uh, it requires a lot of work, a lot of emotional effort on my part. And I'm, I'm really glad that the show has been received positively. Uh, and that people continue to trust me to give my take on their dilemmas. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. And um, you know, here we are, ten episodes in. I would love to hear from you about how you think the show is going and what kinds of guests you you'd like to see more of. Uh, basically, if you have any feedback at all, I, I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach me at burningquestionspodcast at gmail That's also where you can write me to have your questions featured on the show. Uh, As always, uh, no question or topic is off limits. Um, Let's see. Oh, and and if you do listen to the show, uh, please do like us on Facebook and Instagram if you have not done so already. Uh, For me, that's a really good barometer to know kind of who listens to the show. Uh, And it's it's a good way for you to keep up on all things BQP. Uh, Full disclosure, uh, on those platforms, there will be some cat photos uh, and there will be some selfies. Uh, There already have been. There will also be the occasional snide remark about Donald Trump. Uh, So basically, if you if you hate cats uh, and you hate pictures of women, uh, but you love Donald Trump, um, don't like us on Facebook. We don't want you. Uh, but uh, if you're a sane person, uh, do like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we would love to keep in touch with you. Without any further ado, here is our interview and Q&A with comedian Charles McBee. 
Welcome officially to Burning Questions Podcast. Why, thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, So you are a comedian. Yes. And you're a very funny comedian. I looked you up online. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That's always always a good... Whenever people say, I looked you up online, it's like, wait, what's on there? What did they say? So it's always good to have a good report report back. Uh, I think I watched one that was... um, from Gotham Comedy Live, mm-hmm. and then there was another one where I don't remember where it was, but you were in a pink shirt, and that was also funny. Oh, uh, probably Helium. I think it was the last TV mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Sweet. Well, thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, how long have you been doing stand up? I've been doing stand up comedy for eight years. Oh wow! Yeah, my yeah. comedy birthday is March third. Comedy birthday. I yeah. love that. I want a comedy birthday. I'm not a comedian. <laughs> well, you have a you have a podcast birthday, you have yeah, a whatever whatever whenever you started your career or goal, it's creative goal or journey, that's your that's your birthday. Because yeah. what's the point in going through all the downs of the year if you can't like have a nice birthday where you can like celebrate and say, All right, it was worth it. Yeah. Kind of mark put another mark on the wall and Yeah. You know. There, are there a lot of downs? In comedy? in the Oh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, in show business, period, yeah. I feel like. Or even just in the artistic world. I feel like anytime you, you go outside of the box and you do something non-conventional or unconventional, mm-hmm. you're going to face more more downs, in, at least in the beginning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or And the more you try and progress, the more downs you're probably going to face but then the, yeah. the, the reason you go through it, it not only is the passion but the reward is worth it right yeah. so when you get that reward it's like all right it wasn't that bad yeah. but when you're going through it you're like oh this is uh, yeah this is horrible why did i why yeah. did i not go to law school <laughs> i think at some point everybody considers law school mm-hmm. that's like that's like the panic button that you mm-hmm. can hit it's like well, fuck it i'll just go to law school all right well we'll go to law school yeah 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 so you've had some downs. I mean, of course, and I totally agree. Like any artistic profession, right. just challenging. It's yeah, very challenging, especially in New York. Absolutely, yeah. just New York. Period. Is fucking you challenging. You moved to New York. Yeah. Okay, now let the games begin. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're going to be a dentist. You moved to New York from yeah. Wyoming. All right. Yeah. You know, good luck. Yeah, I moved from Ohio. So I moved from I'm, Ohio. You're from Ohio. High five. Hey. That was a high O-H. five. Yeah. yeah. See. Uh, I knew there was a reason we connected. I know. That's so funny. Well, I knew you were from somewhere in the Midwest, but I didn't mm-hmm. know it was Ohio. Ohio. Nice. Yep. Where, where in Ohio? Toledo, Ohio. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, uh, do you know where, uh, this is a long shot, but do you know where Medina, Ohio is? I do know where Medina is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where I'm from. I know. All the, yeah, all those little, all those like pockets, Medina, yeah. Ada, Ohio, like all that, Lima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lima. I have a like, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. 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 So as an Ohioan living in New York, you've been here for a while. I've been here. I moved here in '07, oh, summer of '07. Okay, nice. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that long. It just you wake up and you go, I've been here for ten years. What yeah. The hell is going on? My like trajectory was kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I grew up in Ohio, went to Ohio State. And then I moved to Taiwan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I moved to North Carolina, and I was there for like four years. Okay. And then I was briefly in New Mexico, and then I came, I moved here. Nice. Yeah. That's nice. I yeah. don't... Uh, that's great. Yeah. That's a, I, I'm kind of jealous of that tra- uh, trajectory. That's great. I love it. 
I'm I'm a huge. I'm just now getting into my uh, travel mm. mode. Uh, yeah. My travel phase of like I didn't really do it. I didn't get to do it when I was like younger or like my early twenties or anything like that. Yeah. So now that I'm like actually making money and, and yeah. actually a- able to do it, I'm yeah, like, yeah. And also my job when I'm lucky, it mm-hmm. allows me to do it that way. So that's always great too. So yeah. So I was gonna ask. So you are like based here in New York. Um, like, do you do stuff on the road or like? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I do stuff. I do colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, you know, like corporate stuff. And oh, cool. Yeah, it, it's pretty much if it's worth me. I don't live. There's some comics that live on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily go on the road unless it's kind of worth me going on the road. So I'm not gonna drive three days to perform in like a bowling alley. Or something. Yeah. Like I, no, I didn't move to New York to do that. Yeah. But I do a lot of colleges and you know stuff like that. People mm-hmm. I get called out and sometimes I get to fly across the country and do cool. stuff. And yeah, I've been uh, I've been to Bali. I've been to wow. um, been to Hong Kong and. It, it was very funny to me when I would, like when I told people that I was moving there and when I told people that I had lived there, yeah. people were like, oh my God, was that like so dangerous? I was like, no, like, like no. it's dangerous here. We, I, <laughs> yeah. Were you in Chelsea a yeah. ago? Like Shit, anything yeah. can happen anywhere. Yeah. Anything can happen. I'm, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, I was just telling my friend today, I'm going to um, Egypt in, at the end of like April. Cool. Which is like one of my um, bucket lists. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna That's see the awesome. parent. I'm gonna like, you know, do yeah. all this stuff. And they're like, oh, this is just dangerous. Oh, you better look yeah. out for. I'm just like, yeah, you, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah. you live in New York City. Yeah, it, stop it. It's one of the most dangerous places, probably. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, they never hear, like. Yes, things happen everywhere, but whenever you look, turn on the news and you see the videos, they're like death to America. Like, yeah. They, we're target number one. Yeah. And we still live our lives the way yeah. we want to live them. So I'll go where I want to go. Yeah. I, until I I'm over there and I'm like, I should have stayed on. Yeah. Oh my God, this was a mistake. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully that won't happen. No, no, no. Fingers crossed. Um, so your life here in New York is stand-up comedy. Do you do have, or have you done like improv or like I've never, film or anything like that? I haven't done improv in a way that... I would feel comfortable talking to other people who do improv. Right. Like I dabbled in it yeah. early on, um, and then I took a couple. I took a few classes, so mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the games and yes and. But yeah. I haven't done it, done it in so yeah. long, and and I would never say, oh, I do improv. Like no, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I love watching it when it's like any art form. When it's good, it's awesome. When it's bad, yeah. it's uh, dreadful. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think too. And I think uh, I, I would love your opinion on this, but I feel like mediocre stand-up is still like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But like mediocre improv, you're just like, fuck, get me out of here. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Like where's the bullet? Where's yeah. the guy? Like I need to be mm-hmm. put out of my misery. Yeah. Because at least with stand-up, it's, uh, I mean, something's been prepared. Yeah. Even if it's bad. Right. Something's been thought about. Right. You're on a journey out. of some yeah, kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With improv, it's like, well, we're just gonna <laughs> see what happens. And I'm like, all right, if it's awesome, great. But if it's not, that's terrible. I could have yeah. rode the F train at 2 in the morning <laughs> and just saw what happened. Yeah. And probably would have been entertained way more. Um, what made you want to do stand-up to begin with? 
I've always, I want to, well, I wouldn't say always, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be an actor. And even in college, I wanted to be an actor. And stand-up was always this fantasy that I never imagined I could ever do mm-hmm. or ever get the opportunity to do. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was maybe about 19, I was staying with a friend over the summer, and she had, this is before I'm dating myself, this is before, like, uh, you know, Wi-Fi. Yeah. And, you know, there was no smartphones even. I don't even think mm-hmm. we had flip. Yeah. So when I say I stayed with her over the summer and she didn't have cable, they, there was nothing to watch. Yeah. Like it was just, she had this small little TV that got like three channels. Yeah. So the only thing that I had to watch, she had a tape, a, a, a VHS. Yeah, okay. A VHS of uh, Chris Rock's first special, uh, oh. Bring the Pain. And uh, I put it in just because I had nothing else to watch. I wasn't even a Chris Rock fan. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, whatever, I'll watch this. Yeah. I put it in. And it blew my fucking brains out. I was just yeah. like, what is this? Because I grew up in a very strict household. Yeah. Very strict, very religious, very, like, we couldn't do shit growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't even know that you were allowed to say these things on stage. I yeah. was like, how is he not arrested? Like, <laughs> they put this on TV? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah. So when I watched it, after I put picked my face up off the floor, <laughs> just not only was it shocking for that way, but he, it was so brilliantly funny because mm-hmm. I've always been a writer. Yeah. And I just realized how brilliant he was. And I just fell in love with the art form, but I still never thought that I could do it. Mm-hmm. I just fell in love with it. Cool. Then uh, a couple of years later, still in college, um, Dave Chappelle comes out with Killing Them Softly. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought that I could do it because Chappelle who obviously is also brilliant Mm -hmm. but brilliant in his own way separate from Chris Rock his delivery Chris Rock is more fire and brimstone yeah in your face hardcore totally you know right there and Chappelle is more I'm gonna give you the medicine inside of some sugar like I'm Mm -hmm. gonna it's gonna be funny I'm gonna give you some real shit but it's gonna be more fun it's gonna be more conversational more silly mm-hmm. and that's more my personality right so right, right. I was like wait a minute like he thinks kind of the same or I think the same way he does right maybe I could do this too right. and that kind of started the journey mm-hmm. so when I moved to New York I moved here to pursue acting but once I realized that you could do open mics, because mm-hmm. I didn't know open mics were a thing. I mean, right. from we didn't have any of that no. stuff. I went to school in like Bowling Green. Yeah, right? the mics like, were closed. There were mics, yeah, the mics <laughs> were closed. There was no mics going, there was no scene. Yeah. So I didn't even know what that was. I thought in order to perform at a comedy club, you had to like know somebody or yeah, some, totally. you know, the gods had to open up and yeah. allow you. I didn't know you could sign up on a paper and do an open mic. So yeah. once I found that out, I was like, oh, maybe I should try. Yeah. But but the way that I actually got on stage was a little more uh, roundabout and sinister, mm-hmm. I guess. I was <laughs> taking these classes, acting classes, and I had made a bunch of friends in my acting classes, and I was telling them every day that the night before I had been going out and doing stand-up, which was a complete lie. Like, oh, wow. Complete, total yeah. utter lie. Yeah. But they believed it. And, sure. You know, and people were impressed. So, yeah. And they believed it because I was funny in class. So they were, yeah. I was like, oh, I was doing stand-up. You know, oh, Chris Rock came in. It was great. <laughs> 
So one of my friends who were in the class ended up, she was working at this restaurant and they let her throw a party at the restaurant, like mm-hmm. a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to headline the party to perform. Wow. She had a bunch of like bands and groups and stuff and she wanted me to come perform. And when I tell you, I almost shit my pants. <laughs> like I oh was like, God. oh my God, are you? No, I, I, I confessed yeah. to her. I was like, please don't make me do this. I lied. Yeah. I've never done stand-up before a day in my life. I yeah. will, it'll be terrible. And she, God bless her, she was, she's one of these very spiritual, yeah. uplifting. She's like, oh, Charles, it would be <laughs> fine. You're going to do great. I believe in you. She sent me, like, meditation CDs to listen to. It was <laughs> insane. So. I got there, there were all these bands, there was a ton of people, and I just kept pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. Luckily, there was a guy she booked who also, I guess, did stand up and Mm -hmm. was supposedly more experienced, Mm -hmm. and she was going to put him before me. So I was like, fine. So finally he goes on, and he eats it like mm, horribly okay like to the point where you ever see someone and you're embarrassed for them All like the time. that type of yeah just embarrassment just like, humiliation oh. what is happening what are you talking about yeah like he was saying things it wasn't that they were they weren't funny first of all but it's not the fact that they weren't funny but i don't know if you've ever seen stand up where someone's saying things that are also just disgusting oh, and just yeah. like yeah, you yeah. and why yeah. are you saying these words and, right. and so it was that type of thing and so he comes off after just bombing horrifically yeah. and two things happen uh, one I realized as he was on stage I knew that I was funnier than whatever that is whatever's yeah. happening out there <laughs> I know I'm funnier than that uh-huh. Two, he came off stage with a big smile on his face, and he was like, "Man, that was fun!" and just walked away. Oh my god! And I was like, "If he can go through that and not immediately jump in front of a bus, yeah, I can go for five minutes and say some stuff, and if it doesn't go great, yeah, like fine, it can't be worse than that." Yeah. So I went out, and it actually was fine. Like I said, this is another good thing. By the time I got out there. The show had been going on so long that most of the people left, mm-hmm. so it wasn't even a huge crowd. Oh, okay, that's good. It was like a few people and the staff and stuff like that. So yep. I go out there. There was three old ladies in the front row who were horrified by what had happened before <laughs> me. Yeah, I went out there, did my thing. They started laughing. That made me happy. I was like, yeah. okay, I got them to laugh. Cool. And then the staff, they stopped. You know, they kind of stopped moving. Yeah. They were looking and laughing, and that kind of gave me confidence. I was up there for yeah. maybe five, six minutes. Yeah. Went home, it was like the happiest train ride yeah. home ever. Like, I don't care what homeless guy was sitting next to me. <laughs> I don't care what, like, I was just yeah. in La La Land. I was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to get my HBO special. Show yeah. me take about Got a it. week. Here we go. Two weeks, mm-hmm. and then it'll be great. Yep. That was eight years ago. <laughs> and it, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you're on this podcast. I'm on, listen, so, this is one for the books. I mean, I would say it worked out. So it worked out. So you write for, is it a show on MTV? Yeah, a couple shows on MTV and um, just starting a new project on VH1. I start tomorrow. Hey. Oh, cool. Um, 
the project has to do a lot. The VH1 project is has to do a lot with the, the election coming up, so it's a lot of political oh, yeah. stuff, a lot oh, of like, campaign stuff. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, I've been following that closely. Uh, right. The MTV because you're such a big Trump fan. I am such a big yeah. Trump fan. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna make America something. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna make it something. We're gonna, it's gonna be something. <laughs> I, can I say this before yeah. we continue? Yeah. I don't. I'm not voting for Trump. Full disclosure. Shocker. Sure. Uh, don't want him to win. However, mm-hmm. it might be worth it, if not just for that first week, if he won, just to watch my Facebook timeline explode. Yeah. Just for that week. <laughs> like it's yeah. just that week. Just yeah. To watch my computer. Yeah. Burst into flames. Just blow up from yeah. all of my like liberal comedic comedy friends like in the business that would be that would be pretty yeah. epic but yeah. other than that no I don't want to that's do that. that's like the the high right before the fall the high yeah, yeah. exactly that would, <laughs> that would you were, you put that right yeah. on the hit that nail right on the head but yeah uh, a couple of shows on MTV uh, Uncommon Sense I don't think it's that one's coming back but that was like a talk show oh cool and uh, we did Joking Off which is like a game show yeah uh, and then the I don't know. If, oh, I'm not. When does this air? Um, this will air two weeks, two Wednesdays from now, basically. Okay, so I think yeah. I'm allowed to say. Uh, yeah. We're bringing back Yo MTV Raps. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 That's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. So awesome. we'll, uh, we'll um, so I'll be doing a lot of stuff for that, a lot of sketches and yeah. whatever stuff for that. So it'll be great. It's Very crazy. cool. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so how do you find the balance between like living a creative life and then just living your life in general? Um, you look yourself in the mirror and you go, you have no life. And then you just go back to being creative. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then- <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I'm not even going to lie. Like I don't necessarily have, I don't even know if I have it down yet. Um, I, 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 it's funny you ask that because. I mean, we just talking about Egypt, like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the things where that's not really a job. That's just me trying to take some control of my personal yeah. life and growth and well-being and just saying, hey, I'm going to do something for me yeah. and just uh, enjoy life because you do... It is hard to find that balance, right? Like yeah, relationships always. are difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, friendships. Uh, yeah, dealing with, you know, in relationships, it gets really difficult you're breaking plans at the last minute right. and not always available and mm-hmm. hours are different and you don't Look, know i've dated some stand-ups so yeah well then you know <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm being gentle yeah you, you know the real yeah the I've, real been, I've been in it i've been on the, on the receiving end of that yeah, yeah so you know it's not it's not good so yeah i don't know i, I do the best that i can I, even the worst the probably the worst thing the worst about it is the family i mean you know coming from ohio mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't have a family here, so yeah. I'm not able to really plan trips home. Yeah, you know, I'm I like, go oh, once a year. Yeah, yeah. Two, uh, three months from now, I'm going to go home for a week. Well, no, because yeah. something's going to come up and it's, you're always putting stuff off. And I just made that decision probably a year ago to just put make them more of a priority. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I'm like, if I plan to go home, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. I don't care what comes up. Yeah. Unless... Something crazy. Unless happens. something crazy, like but, this show. Like this show. <laughs> Unless it's something crazy, like this show. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just try to take control of my personal life as much as possible, mm-hmm. as much as the guys will allow. Yeah. But it's a constant struggle for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, it's been crazy. I, I have a day job. Like, I work like 40 hours a week in an office. Mm-hmm. And then I have this podcast, which is new, but pretty time intensive. Right, of course. Uh, and then I have my life as a writer. Right. So I'm like a poet. And then also Tinder dater. Yeah. Is that a profession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. And basically, um, what I always tell people is uh, you can do all of that. But you can't do all of that and watch Netflix. (laughs) Right. Like, that's, yeah, I feel like the expectations for, like, how up you have to be on culture are, like, crazier now than they've been in even the last, like, five or ten years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's so many things I have no idea, I don't know about. There are certain exceptions to the rule. I will stop everything for Game of Thrones. Yeah? Okay, so I have not watched Game of Thrones. Oh. Is it, should I? Just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much you actually value your time and your, you know, your job. <laughs> Not very much. Your, okay, because you dive in okay. and just plan on not seeing daylight for okay. like a month okay. or so. Well, winter in New York is approaching. Exactly. It's so. the perfect winter binge watch. Okay. Game of Thrones is the perfect winter binge watch. So okay. wait a few couple months. Yeah. And just, just go crazy. Okay. It's so good. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready to take some questions? Let's do it. Cool. We've got some questions that are all over the spectrum. Uh, as usual, some of them are pretty short and some of them are a little longer. No problem. Uh, so the first question, pretty broad. Mm-hmm. Um, is it possible to be friends with your friend's significant other when you have a crush on the significant other? Good question. I think it depends, and I'm not copying out of this question. I'll explain. It depends on the person, on the individual, mm. and your level of self control and your um, level of. Uh, What's the word? It's such a simple word. Why am I having a brain fart? Uh, like uh, loyalty? Loyalty. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Why am I like, yeah. just zoning can't out? can't remember loyalty. What does that loyalty. say about you? I know, <laughs> right? All my friends, beware. Mm-hmm. Um, loyalty, what is that? <laughs> um, yeah, your level of loyalty to your friends. I've had crushes on some of my friends' girlfriends, but I would mm-hmm. never, right. ever, yeah. you know, try to do anything. In fact, I'll go out of my way. To like call her ugly. Yeah, well, not call. Well, yeah. Oh, shit, when you're with her, yeah. wow. No, like I'll, I'll, um, I will monitor the things that we do that don't put me in a position to right. even think certain things. Right. Totally. Um, but can you be friends with that or your friend's significant other? Yeah, if you can control yourself. Yeah. You know, like yeah. don't flirt with them. Don't yeah. hit on them. That's yeah. Not, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I I think like definitely it can be it can be challenging when two people are like kind of a unit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you've ever had those friends that are just like always right, like, right, right they're right, always right. with their significant other, and um, that's true. Yeah, I feel like one of the things that can happen. This sounds a little weird. Is like you kind of develop a crush on like what they have. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. True too. It's really easy to just like romanticize that. Absolutely, you yeah. uh, you make a great point. I was even thinking like, well, they're always together, but if you become friends with that other person, then you guys start hanging out. Right. It could get dicey depending on how 
hard of a crush or how big your feelings are towards that person. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a regular crush crush, then it's yeah. like, all right, fine. You have, like, you have crushes all the time. But if you actually have feelings, like real feelings, then you should probably back off of that particular situation yeah. or that particular friendship or don't let that friendship develop into something more because it's just going to get weird for you like yeah. you're just gonna be torturing yourself all the time like yeah. why would i i would for me personally i just wouldn't torture myself right if i yeah. know i cannot be with this person and i really want to be with this person then i'm just gonna not be around them as much and mm-hmm. because it's just gonna hurt like i don't want to hurt yeah and i uh I, I feel like this is my advice for like a lot of love questions that yeah. we get but like get on tinder <laughs> Tinder fixes yeah. everything. And yet it ruins everything. It, yeah, it ruins. <laughs> Homer Simpson, to quote the great Homer Simpson, mm. uh, he once had a, a, a great quote on beer. He was like, mm. here's to beer, the solution to and cause of all of life's problems. Like, that's, <laughs> that's Tinder. That's funny. That it, is, it is an intoxicant, it is, I would say. I think that the person writing this question, it's good that they're at least like self-aware. The self-awareness yeah. is great. Yeah. Because I think part of it is if you're not realistic about like, oh, I just like love to hang out with so-and-so, right, right, right. then you're always, you're putting yourself in the path of like right, temptation. Right. But yeah, so I think knowing what situation is, is part of the battle. But yeah, I totally agree. You just have to have like some firm ass boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Even just for your own sanity. I mean, obviously for the respect of the relationship, but just for your own sanity. Because yeah. you're just going to drive yourself insane. And it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. You know, you know you can't be with this person. So don't drive yourself crazy over it. Yeah, I think I think a friendship is possible. Uh, but I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't hang out with that person alone. Yeah. Make sure the friend who is dating that person is is there. Is there? It's. Yeah. I mean, it. There's so many dicey, tricky yeah. things to it. Like I said, it's. You really have to, like you said, be self aware and know mm-hmm. yourself. Um, I've been. You know, there's. Like I said, I've, I've had friends who have had significant others. Like some of my boys, some of my homies mm-hmm. have really cute girlfriends. Yeah. Like. I'm not gonna say the name, obviously. Sure. One of my friends. We can edit it. We can. Oh, okay. <laughs> my friend, beautiful girlfriend, like beautiful. Yeah. Like to the point where I first saw her, I was like, "What is she? like?" I was a yeah. hater. Yeah. Why is she? How did you pull? <laughs> how is she with you? Like you? Oh, it was. It was. It was bad. Like it yeah. was bad. And every time she would come around, I would just be like, "Oh God." Yeah. And then we became like friends on Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I just knew. For me, I cannot pursue an actual friendship with this person. Yeah. If me pursuing a friendship with her is saying is ending my friendship with the guy. Right. Because totally. it's not gonna end well. Yeah. I just know myself. Yeah. Even like I just know myself. Yeah. So uh, so I just chose to mm, kind of keep my distance always say hey you know what's up we're friends on facebook this and that but just in person i'm not making any we're not going there because i just know that it'll be it won't end well my intentions aren't won't be good i think that ohioans in particular have really good boundaries yeah we're sensible folk yeah 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 i would say so yeah 
Um, I would say either way, get on Tinder. Get on Tinder. <laughs> Tinder is the answer. Yeah. Tinder, get on Tinder. They You'll are sponsoring this episode of the show. No. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Swipe right. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe right on Burning Questions mm-hmm. podcast. Okay, so you've uh, made it to the second round. Nice. Um, so the second burning question um, is a little more about like creativity and mm-hmm. development. Um, so our listener writes... Um, I always wanted to do YouTube videos, uh, but sometimes I feel like everyone is doing it and the content that I might produce comes out as a copy of someone else. Uh, And it's not necessarily a bad thing as those people inspire me, uh, but I am trying to figure out how to find the balance between being inspired and being yourself. Uh, How can I find out who I am, in parentheses, LOL, uh, even though I know there's still one piece of the puzzle missing? There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny that they ask that because um, we get asked that a lot in stand-up. Mm. And in stand-up, we have something called finding your voice. Yeah. Uh, and finding your voice just pretty much uh, comes with you doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a saying that when you first get into stand-up, you're pretty much just doing a bad impression of whoever your favorite comedian is at the time totally yeah and then over time you start to figure it out for stand-up it usually takes about five years Mm. five or six years before you really start to gauge what your specific point of view is and then after that you start to figure out Mm -hmm. how to use it it's like now i have these superpowers Mm -hmm. and then you figure out how to use it for the next five to six years yeah. I would imagine that it's similar, maybe not the time frame, it might not take you five years, but that that process is similar, that when you start out, just have fun and mm-hmm. be inspired. And if you're a copycat in the beginning because you just don't know any better, right. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's unless you already are some a public figure, right. you're not going to have a million people yeah. following you right out the gate unless you're already something you know whatever you already have a following mm-hmm. so take that time in the beginning yeah to figure it out the first year or two or whatever do whatever videos types of videos you want to do and then as time goes on and you become better mm-hmm. you'll start to see you'll look back it's like when i write a joke you know i look back on jokes that i did like five years ago what the hell was that? But at that time, it was like my closing joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm just like, what yeah. in the world? Do you remember what the joke is? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want. I, I, yeah. I hope not. I don't want to yeah. remember. Sure. Um, but no, but it's yeah. As you go on, you'll get stronger and you'll start to find your voice. Mm-hmm. But do it. You have to do it in order to, in order to find it. This is one of those things. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, I. I definitely think that there's parallels between what you're talking about in comedy with like writing as mm-hmm. well, because we we say the same thing, like finding your voice. Um, and I think that so much of that comes from like synthesizing a lot of the people that you do like, right. like uh, your different uh, writers or comedians or whatever your art form is, right. like taking in all of that, like just like digesting it. And then doing like the the things that you actually want to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. Um, I have definitely like fallen like victim to this, I guess, where um, in writing, I f- 
wanted to write like a certain type of poem and be like a certain type of poet. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you have to write about what you actually like. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and just like, just take that for what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's okay. I've, I've had to learn this. It's okay to just admire the people who can do what you can't do. Right. Like there's certain things that I want to talk about or there's certain styles I want to do, but it just doesn't fit me. Totally. It just doesn't fit my, it's not my character either on stage or off stage, but it's funny, Mm -hmm. but I just would never be able to get away with doing it. So instead of me trying to force that or trying to change who I am, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to admire the people who do it well Mm -hmm. and watch them and just go, they're great. I wish I could do that, but I'm also happy with what I do and I know what I do is unique to me. Yeah. So there's there's that I feel like also, but like you said, it's just you you it's okay to be inspired to consume everything you can, mm-hmm. but then just do what you want to do, and yeah. it'll mold itself as you go along and as you become a stronger uh, either YouTuber or writer or comic or whatever it is, you'll yeah. just become stronger and you'll become you know more unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's also just a big value in, like, just doing something. Yeah. Even if, like, you, I mean, you definitely will do it, like, imperfectly. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, like, let give yourself permission to just Absolutely. do that. Um, yeah, I think, like, with this show, I definitely was, like, I was intimidated for a long time to just, like, start doing something. Mm-hmm. Especially something that was, like, public. Mm-hmm. But eventually you just have to be, like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. That's a great, <laughs> yeah. that's such a great uh, state of being, right? Like, yeah. And just like at the end of the day, when it all piles on, you put all this on your plate, all this on your shoulders, and you just all this doubt, and that's and all of a sudden just like, fuck it. Fuck it. And it's yeah. Like, oh, that, was, that was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. This question is an interesting one. It sounds like this person definitely, it feels like there's like a calling for mm-hmm. them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, like, not in a mystical way, but. They say they're feeling like there's a piece of the puzzle missing. Right. That's a pretty significant statement. That I, I agree. Yeah. I agree, and um, I, I I kind of struggled with that too because I do YouTube videos or yeah. I do I post videos, and and I can understand why you would feel like, man, this, the market is already so oversaturated. Right, right, right. I'm coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know why even do it? But at the end of the day, I do it because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I have an idea and yeah. I wanted to do that idea and producing yeah. that idea and putting it out there makes me feel good and makes me feel like I express something. Yeah. And that alone causes me to keep doing it. And over time, mm-hmm. you know, things would grow and more, I would see more views and whatever. Yeah. But that initial, I, I, I'll give you two examples, quick examples. Yeah. So, there was a time where I was doing videos just because I wanted to be like YouTube famous. Sure. Or I wanted to be like, I was like, I got need more followers. Yeah. And I was just doing videos. Uh-huh. And they weren't really getting traction because it was nobody knew me or whatever. Yeah. And I got mad because I didn't have a million followers after like four videos. Yeah. And I quit. And I was just like, ah, I'm not doing this. It's not worth the time and effort yeah. if I'm not going to have a million followers. You're going to get frustrated because it yeah. takes time and you don't understand that your favorite YouTube guy mm-hmm. probably sucked for the first however long. Oh, yeah. And now they finally found their voice. Yeah. So give yourself permission. Now when I do something, it's because I really want to. Yeah. And so I don't really care how many views it gets. I'm shocked if it gets a lot of views because yeah. I'm not paying attention to it because I'm so busy just happy with the fact that I did it. So if you just do what you love, 
don't worry about it. You'll get better by doing. You'll yeah. get stronger. You'll find your voice. Mm-hmm. But first, you just got to do it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, um, making your end goal. I mean, because, of course, like, there's ways to, like, commodify what you do eventually. Right. But, like, if your end goal is just to make a quality piece of art, yeah. whatever it is, like, that's a... I think you're in a really good position to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would say to this person, dust off your webcam. Yeah. Get in there. Uh, don't be afraid to, like, accept that, like, you're at the beginning of a thing. That's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. Okay. Final burning question. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so this is a stand-up comedy question. Cool. Uh, thank God you're here. I wouldn't know how to answer this. <laughs> uh, just fuck it. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, or stop. Or stop. I don't know. <laughs> um, so the question is, uh, I'm a stand-up comic in a mid-sized Midwestern city. Go Midwest. Yeah, woo. Uh, I started doing it about three years ago and pretty much haven't, and pretty much haven't stopped since. Uh, I do open mics three days a week and am an improv group, so I'm very dedicated. My question is, do I need to move to a big city like New York or L.A. in order to make it? Make it. That's always such a key word, yet so many different definitions on Mm -hmm. what that is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, So I guess you would have to figure out what your definition... I'm guessing your definition of making it is like a sitcom and a big movie star or like Kevin Hart or something like that. Uh, If that's the case, then how long did she she or he say that? Uh, Three years ago. Three years ago? Mm -hmm. There's definitely pros to doing stand-up where you are, but there's also pros to starting stand-up here in New York. For example, um, in these small towns or in or just in, outside of New York and L.A., you go to an open mic, it's not like an open mic here in New York. Mm-hmm. An open mic here in New York, you get a room with you know 12 jaded, angry comedians all yeah. talking about what God knows what. And yeah. in an in a open mic in Chicago or, or Kansas or wherever, there's like real people there. Mm-hmm. It's, it might be a room of 30 or 40 people that are there and you can do you're not just doing five minutes you mm-hmm. might do 10 minutes or 15 mm-hmm. minutes so take advantage of that stage time mm-hmm. that you're there also um way easier i feel to build a following mm-hmm. especially if it's your hometown mm-hmm. um so take advantage of that while you're there build a following um take advantage of all the stage time become that big fish in the small pond while you're there and eventually i do think that you should move to new york or la i'm more partial to new york for Mm, mm stand-up but i don't think that you necessarily have to move here today if that's not your current situation Mm -hmm. it's not dire but I think that it would be a good idea if that's your end goal. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible. There are, I can name people who have made it, made it quote unquote, sure. from small towns doing YouTube videos or, right. or some type of, but it's usually, um, it's, it's usually either through YouTube because they have a big following or buying when that was a thing or whatever, mm-hmm. or, they become the biggest fish in their small in their town mm-hmm. in their small pond, and that whatever comedy club 
or local comedy club is there mm-hmm. ends up like endorsing them or maybe right. their local radio station or whatever endorses them and so when a um headliner comes to town mm-hmm. and then they do the make the rounds or whatever that club goes oh well you gotta book so-and-so they're great or you need to you know book some sort of feature for you yeah and so that's a great way to do it okay. if you have a wacky wackies comedy club or whatever the hell you have in your hometown yeah. When so and so headliner comes to town, if you're good and that club backs you, you you can feature for that mm-hmm. and build a relationship with these headliners that come to town. Right. And I've, I've I have friends and I have you know other comics who that was their ticket. Mm-hmm. They made that their ticket out, yeah. and they do you know I have friends in North Carolina and South Carolina mm-hmm. and, and you know all t- all types of places where they just basically did that. And they're on TV, they're on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And they never moved to New York or LA. Do I still think New York is the Mecca? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, if you can do it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the, you, you, it's not a dead end. You're not in a dead end situation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, yes, the end goal, yes. But you're doing well, it yeah. seems like. So. Or maybe they're not. Or maybe not. Or maybe you suck. Yeah. And we don't need any more sucky comedians in New York. So stay there. Terrible, terrible comic here. Absolutely. Um, what would you say are is like some of the like challenges that you would face as a new comedian in town? It's you know what? If you have the chops and and you've been doing it uh, there for a while. It's not that many challenges mm-hmm. other than your normal, just whatever. Paying rent. Yeah, paying yeah. rent. Yeah, paying <laughs> rent. Uh, but the, the community is pretty good. Like, it's a pretty cool mm-hmm. and welcoming community. Cool. It's not, you know, I, I know people probably have, like, a, some type of thought of right. what it's like here. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Everybody's very cool until, until you get to a point where, you know, shit starts getting real and you start yeah. to get stuff and this person's getting stuff and you're like, oh, why'd they get this? But in the beginning, when you move here, everybody's very welcoming, everybody's very warm and supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that, I just think New York comics are sharper. Mm-hmm. It's just, it yeah. just is. Mm-hmm. You, it's, there's a lot more opportunities to do spots and to do shows, mm-hmm. even though, uh, like I said, if you do it in a small town, you might get more time, but here it's just more shows. Right. And you get to watch some of the best of the best yeah. every night. You don't have to wait for the headliner to come to town. Right. There's a gajillion headliners mm-hmm. performing everywhere, and you just get sat- or oversaturated with just great comedy yeah. all the time. So you can't help but just become better quicker. Right. Your writing becomes better. You're a lot sharper. New York just does something to you in general. Just yeah. makes you a lot more tougher and yeah. realer. And yeah, so I mean, there's definitely a trillion upsides to moving here. But the challenges, maybe just, uh, I say the biggest challenge I see for people is breaking some bad habits, if any, mm. uh, coming from another part. Because there are certain things that you might think is funny or with that work in your town right but then you get here and you realize that it's hack it's kind yeah. of like interesting you wearing a certain style of clothing mm-hmm. that's popular in your hometown but then you get to like new york and like yeah. oh you're st- 
like you wear that yeah. like, which that literally happens yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like oh we stopped wearing that oh, 10 years shit. ago what yeah. the hell you? it's that like that's yeah. kind of how it is it's like oh my god did yeah. you just do a Bill Clinton joke <laughs> Monica Lewinsky joke from, you know so yeah. that is probably the biggest challenge but if you're yeah. open to that mm-hmm. you're just open to kind of learning you'll, you'll actually probably move up a lot quicker than you think because mm, you'll have you'll have that chops and you're new they like new york the new york scene loves new and good mm. so if you're a fresh face but you're really good because you've been somewhere else they they take to that i also think anytime anyone is planning a move of some kind I would say my first piece of advice is A, do it. Yeah. Uh, whenever people are like, should I move? The answer is almost always yes. Yeah. Uh, and then B, uh, also like remember that you can do any move. Like you can come to New York to try to be a stand up. Right. For like, you could try that for like six months or a year and then reassess. Right. right. It's not like it has to be a permanent thing for the Absolutely. rest of your life. You know? Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah, I would definitely move, move here. Yeah. Uh, Take advantage and uh, um, of everything you have there, but yeah. you know, plan to move here. It's cool. great. So the last segment on yeah. our show is called "In the Hot Seat with Regina." If you have a burning question that you would like to ask me, um, get my opinion um, or advice on. Now is that time? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I can just ask anything. Yeah. Anything in the world. What, what do you do about a rash right here? Well, in- you know, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. When I do, because when I do uh, stand up, like a lot of my stuff um, is mostly about me or mm-hmm. about like what's going on culturally. Yeah. But I don't do a lot of relationship stuff. Mm, yeah. Because I haven't been in a real serious relationship in a little while. Yeah. And I never, I always ask like my female friends. Yeah. Um, Questions, yeah, so that I'm not up there just sounding stupid. Okay, right. So yeah. I ask you a question or or two, mm-hmm. just from the female perspective. Sure. What is something that? Uh, well, no, Alicia Keys mm-hmm. now doesn't wear makeup. I don't okay. know if you heard about this. She was a big thing. No, I didn't. So she's taking a stance on wearing makeup. Okay. Not wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. Before she did this, I actually used to think like how our society kind of is and how it forms us to do things and not do things right. and you have to act this way and act, not act that way mm-hmm. and I always thought about like how women the fact that in our society that if you leave the house with, without wearing makeup yeah. holy you're shit yeah, yeah you you're it's like you're on the six o'clock news like yeah. did you see <laughs> Becky didn't wear makeup and she was at she went out to the store yeah like the pre- that social pressure totally. yeah to do this thing this extra thing like I just can't relate to it right you know if I had to put something on my face yeah to like cover shit up every time I left the house I would be yeah. like fuck you are you yeah. crazy <laughs> am I thinking too much about this or is that is there a is there a point to that or are we just that's just the way it is and mm. get over it this is a great question and it's really funny that today you asked about this because funny enough I like was midway through doing my makeup when you rang the buzzer yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I didn't finish I normally have like way more like I did my like foundation uh-huh. and I put like some shimmery stuff here 
But there's no I, painting my eyebrows on takes like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning, doing the eye stuff. So this is pretty. This is pretty raw. Uh, but um, it is funny because yeah, there's this whole, and I, I'm speaking broadly in like right. men and women, but there's a whole um, like aspect of like every single day that men will never know about, which is that you do your makeup every morning, you blow dry your hair every morning. And there's a lot of like planning stuff that has to go into it too. Like if I'm gonna sleep at someone else's apartment, I have to think about like, well, how what am I gonna do to my face? Like, what kind of shampoo does he have? Like all those kinds of things that are just not considerations for like male people. Right. Um, But uh, in terms of like, I guess my attitude about it is that I think you can, in 2016, you should be able to express your gender like however you want to. You know what I mean? And so, like, if you want to not wear makeup, I think that I would hope that as a society we can, like, recognize that as, like, a totally valid choice. Um, but I also think, um, for me, and this is just like me, my personal like opinion, um, I think that throughout history, uh, you know, women have done like, I guess what you would call like self-decoration, Right. you know, like even back, like in ancient China, you know, it it just like all throughout history. So I think there's like a really interesting and like inherently human thing about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it, I, if anything, it's a little strange that men don't, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess it's not like an A to B comparison, but yeah, like typically most men I know, they're like out of the shower, they're done. Yeah, it's it. Maybe I put some moisturizer, something, like maybe some lotion or something, but that's it. That's like, that's a lot. That's advanced. Oh, my. Yeah, but um, I guess my feeling about it is um, I think, like, probably, I don't know, but I would guess that Alicia Keys is probably trying to. Um, make standards a little more realistic for yeah. like you know female celebrities and I think that's really admirable um, but yeah I guess I would say uh, really think about um, how and why you make the like aesthetic choices in general that you make yeah. with your body and and like work hard to be accepting to other people's choices even if they're not your choices do you feel yeah. do you feel that like social pressure Mm. and so is it more from men or women Mm. yeah i would say i mean i think uh, well there's like a third option which is i think just culture at large Mm -hmm. you know i mean just like societal expectations yeah which i guess is is everybody but um i my experience with guys is that they don't know when you are and are not wearing makeup. Yeah. They don't really look at it. Like, yeah. yeah. So I've never felt like... So I guess some women get really self-conscious around guys if they're not wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most of the men, like, don't really care that much. I don't know. But at the same time, if I'm, like, really, like, dolled up or something, they'll be like, wow. Right, you know, right, right, right. Which is, like, something you notice. And there's, like, a certain, like, reward to that right. for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I'm, I'm speaking about, like nice men that are like worth your time yeah, I don't think they would care yeah um, yeah and I, again I think it comes down to self-decoration and maybe for some women they are just like I have to be prettier than everybody else you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah but yeah I think it comes down to self-decoration and um, 
if it weren't kind of fun and like worth my time in some way, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, I like coming from just a guy, like I'm all for anyone doing just what they want. Right. I guess my, uh, not concern, but just my thought was for those who feel like like if it was up to them, right. they would just not wear it where they feel like it. Right. But because of right. society or whatever, it's like they mm-hmm. have to yeah. do this thing. It's just weird. To, it's mm-hmm. just weird to me. But I'm, a lot of things on Saturday are weird, which is why yeah. I do comedy. Cause I talk <laughs> about it. But yeah, yeah, so that I always wonder yeah. um, how women really thought mm-hmm. about it. Because I'm sure it's yeah. such a normal, everyday thing that yeah. you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. I, I I bet probably some women do have that experience where they're like, I don't want to put on my makeup again. But yeah, I think like anything else relating to like gender, I think like uh, different people just have totally different experiences, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, if I, uh, I would say uh, to a woman who was is wondering whether or not she should continue, uh, I would say like think about what you actually want. Like... And our, our society's values, your values, actually. Yeah. So. Sounds good. Do you ever, like, what other kinds of answers do you get when you ask women that question? They're very, uh, when I ask women that question, um, sometimes, when I first start asking questions, some get defensive. Mm, shockingly. Yeah. Uh, now it's not shocking because I can see it, but at that time it was shocking because I think that they, it was just such a, mm. why well, do it because... I want to, and because I, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. not saying, yeah. don't, I'm not telling you what to do. Right. I'm just asking the question. But then some people um, kind of had a little bit of a, not awakening, but a little bit of a realization, like, hey, that's a good point, because, you know, whenever I, I would go out, and it was one of my one friend told me that she would go out without makeup, and people would ask her, like, are you sick? Mm, yeah. You know, like, are you it's feeling always, okay? I've gotten that before, and I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's so, <laughs> yeah. to me, yeah. that is so crazy. Yeah. That if you go out as yourself, like, literally, right. just yeah. as yourself, yeah. people think like, something is like, like shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That is uh, so crazy to me. I definitely think there are, I mean, there are so many ways that women get messages of, like, your appearance is somehow tied to, like, your self-worth. Yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, I also think like if I felt uh, like it, I think if I felt like uh, the pressure was too much, mm-hmm. then I would just be like, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Think that's a good space to be in. Yeah. You know, it's probably comparable to like fashion in some way, yeah. which again, obviously the standards are like different for men and women. But, like, it's a thing where, like, if comfort was the only thing we had to consider, yeah. we would all be wearing, like, yeah. slankets all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you don't because you, like, want to present yourself in a certain way. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably similar to that, but on a, like, macro level. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes <laughs> total sense. Because your face is, like, the most important, like, thing that people will notice about you. That makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. That's not always the case. Yeah, well, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are up here. Yeah. His, his eyes are up here, guys. Guys, come on. <laughs> please, stop. Yeah. Um, did that answer your I question? think, yes. It gave me a, a very good uh, perspective. Okay. Yeah. So it was a very interesting question. Uh, I try. I try. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for making the time to do this. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. <laughs>